You are listening to Biz Secrets Exposed, presented by Fusion Biz Co., where we lift the veil and ask changemaker entrepreneurs to share their gritty stories of challenge, what it really took to get to the top, the sacrifices they made, the hacks they've discovered, and the triumph that came from all of it. Here's your host, Ashley Makovich. Kate Dijon, welcome to the Biz Secrets Exposed podcast. How are you today? Morning, Ash. Really well, thank you. Thank you for having me on today. Oh, you're so welcome. So I'm just going to do a quick intro for you. So you're a business coach with for women. You're passionate mm-hmm. about helping women to start and grow thriving businesses they love. And after spending nearly 15 years as a corporate consulting engineer in environmental engineering, You stepped out on your own in 2014 following a life crisis, which I'm sure we're going to hear about, to start your own coaching business and you've never looked back. Awesome. I love it. Is there anything that I missed there? Nope, that's it in a nutshell. And yeah, we'll we'll go into further detail, I'm sure. Yeah. Okay, cool. So in the name of the game, this podcast is called Biz Secrets Exposed. So can you expose a juicy secret of yours for our listeners that not many people know about? Mm, juicy is interesting. Um, I've lived in, lived and worked in seven different countries since high school and speak four different language, languages fluently. Wow. Um, yeah, so it's not necessarily juicy, but a fun fact, I suppose. I've always that's loved cool. languages and that's part of my story. So, yeah. All right, cool. So take us back to the beginning when you first decided to start your own business, um, yeah. when you were in your engineering job and you decided enough was enough. Take us back to that moment. Okay, so, um, right, the moment um, was sort of, um, I was in my mid-30s and I'd just come off the back of 10 years of heartache and struggle. And so to put that in perspective, I made my career choice for all the wrong reasons. And my book that's coming out, um, which is called Seeds of a Calling, is all about how actually most of us know intuitively growing up what the seeds of our calling are. So when I say calling, I mean the work that we're supposed to do, um, you know, the gifts that we have that we're meant to to, um, use in the world. And so for me growing up, it was writing, it was languages. Um, I used to love going down to Fremantle as a child and I'd beg mum and dad, let's go back to Bella Roma because I used to love listening to the Italians speak to each other and use their hands and the chefs, you know, and, um, and then we'd walk in and they'd say, buonasera signorina, you know, and I'd just be like, oh. <laughs> yeah, the culture. Yeah, the culture and the language. I just loved that musical language. And so I always knew that I was drawn to languages and writing um except the conditioning that I grew up with was around there's no money in the humanities there's no money in the arts and when I got to the decision to what to do at the end of year 12 I had already enrolled my I had my forms filled in actually for journalism and and languages and my dad gave me the big pep talk about how there's no money in languages and journalism and you're really good at maths and science and I said well I'm I'm only good I only got good grades because I slogged away you know I had to really work hard and they didn't come naturally to me yes but if you want to secure a future that's where the money is and so you know um yeah listened to my dad eventually and the teachers and enrolled in science initially I was applied it was biotechnology which is applied science and so to cut a very long story short I um got through my studies but it was it was very um I found it very draining and very hard. 
and then went on to work as an engineer. My first job was in the US. Um, and I could, the signs were there that I was not on the right path. So I started getting really tired. I was always having chronic illnesses. After about five, six years, I was living in Holland working as an engineer. So I, I eventually evolved into um, water engineering and was working with a Dutch consultancy in Holland. It was a great job, should have been really happy because it was great pay, amazing opportunities, was working internationally on great projects. But inside I was miserable. I was tired, I was exhausted. I was struggling with chronic fatigue. The doctors couldn't tell me what it was. I, I had a hyperactive thyroid. Um, my body was giving me all the signs, but I just didn't listen. And, and this went on and on for about 10 years. Finally, when um, in my mid-30s, we'd returned to Australia, my husband and I decided we wanted to have children. And um, as I was explaining to you a bit earlier, it took us a long, long time and several devastating miscarriages. So the point at where I decided to start my own business was I was sitting on the beach one day in Cottesloe. This was back in 2011. And um, I'd been to hell and back for 10 years. I was miserable. I was in the pit of despair. I was actually suicidal. It was that bad where I just didn't have the motivation to wake up during the day. It was, it was kind of like you'd wake up and think, I just want to go back to sleep. You know, I just would wish I could sleep forever. It was that kind of despair that I was in. So I was, I was in my mid-30s then. And I was sitting at Cottesloe and we just experienced our second miscarriage at 12 weeks. And yeah, <laughs> the first miscarriage I just put on a happy face it was 12 weeks as well. Went back to work, pretended nothing, everything was fine. But the second time it happened, that was kind of where my knees hit the floor and where I couldn't go on. Yeah. So um, yeah, I was sitting there at the beach one morning, just eating my eggs and toast and looked up and, and I thought about going back to work because I knew I had to go back to work in two weeks. And I just felt this knot in my stomach. And, you know, and, yeah, and I just thought, I don't want to. I, and I just felt like gripped by terror. I was like, oh, I just, you know, and then this, this voice just sort of said, well, give up. And it was kind of the first time in 15 years that I contemplated the idea of quitting my career because I thought I've spent seven years um, studying for this career. I've invested so much sweat, blood and tears in this career. Um, you can't give it up, have to make it work. But this one morning in Cottesloe just suddenly went, give up. And then as soon as I considered the idea of quitting, everything just sort of lifted and felt brighter. And all of a sudden, I just went, oh, my God, I can just quit, you know. And that was your intuition speaking. <laughs> exactly. 100% intuition. And But it had taken 15 years for that intuition to break through. You know, I was so stuck in conditioning and, and shoulds and, um, yeah, and, and um, hadn't given my position, put myself permission to listen to my intuition. And I think all those signs, your body's, you know, um, all the illnesses, everything is your body trying to tell you. It's your intuition. It's your body saying, hey, hey, this is not good. This is not working. Yes, I fully believe that, it, you know, the emotional issues will manifest in, like, disease, like you just said. Exactly. Yeah, it's just your body trying to give you guidance, isn't it, and feedback. Yeah. Yeah, and I talk about that in my book, how each illness that I had, the emotional cause behind it, and it was exactly the thought patterns that I was running at that time. Wow. Um, so it's fascinating, yeah. So that what's was the, the moment. thyroid one? Because I know that is quite a common common one. What's, what's the thought pattern for that? So hyperactive thyroid, meaning too fast. 
So um, too slow is hypoactive, hypo, hypoactive thyroid. I had one that was too fast. So basically my metabolism was on overdrive. I could, um, anything I ate, just my clothes were falling off me. I lost 10 kilos in a really short time. You could see my spine. It was just horrific. Wow. But the, um, the thought pattern behind that was rage at being left out, yeah. humiliation, and um, when is it going to be my turn? Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what I was thinking because um, I was used to being a high achiever and I couldn't work because I was sick. So I was humiliated because I had to hand over projects to people. I had to admit that I couldn't do what I knew I could do intellectually, but my physical my physical body couldn't do it. Yeah, I, I was feeling rage that everyone's life was carrying on and, and I was stuck with a handbrake on because I was ill mm-hmm. and I felt left out and I was thinking constantly, when is it going to be my turn? Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and so, so how did you figure out that that's what it meant? Um, well, did you do some research? Yeah, so my illness set me on a really deep path of spiritual learning and personal growth and all of that. And the big book that was a turning point for me was the classic Louise Hayes, You Can Heal Your Life. Anytime I have a physical ailment, I'll go to that book and I'll just see what it is and it always resonates. Exactly. I still use it as well. So her list is amazing, isn't it? Um, So that's where I got that description. And even miscarriage, as badly as we wanted children, the definition for that was... um, um fear of the future and inappropriate timing and it's exactly what I was because I was so scared that I wouldn't be able to manage the demands of a child because my job was so full-on my health was so fragile even though I desperately wanted a child I was really scared yeah. and your body at a subconscious level your body takes care of that right mm-hmm. and sure yeah so fascinating but yeah. um yeah so that was the moment and then I just knew um that I had to quit and I had to find another way. I had no idea what I was going to do. Mm-hmm. And that was another whole 12 months, two years to try and figure out, okay, what am I going to do? Mm. But I, um, as soon as I made the decision to quit, I fell pregnant with Jack, who's my 10-year-old. Wow. Yeah. And then soon after we, we fell pregnant, and it felt different too, like because I'd sort of my whole body shifted once I made the decision to choose my truth everything just seemed to align and fell pregnant. Jack felt really good about it. The fear was still there, but not nearly as bad. And then a few weeks later, my husband came home and said, hey, I've been offered a job in Paris. Would, shall we take it? Wow. And I was just like, yes, uh-huh. <laughs> move away from all the tragic experiences of the past few years, start fresh. I can figure out what I want to do and go from there. And that's what happened. So Jack was born in Paris and then my youngest was born in South Korea a few years later. Which wow. Is where we- after that yeah and so how did you find coaching then so you went from engineering to coaching which are very two very different fields how did you find how did you fall into that lots of soul searching lots of purpose courses um which is explains my passion I spent a good two years researching how to find your purpose and Hmm. um, all that research I did I've now put into my program called pathfinding which helps people find their path and purpose and that's my true passion because I guess it's your mess is your message, isn't it? It's what you've struggled with, is what you want to help others with. Mm-hmm. Um, so I found, I, I suppose I um, did, through all the, the soul searching and digging, I realised that I just started looking at all the things that are, it's always where the joy is, all the things that I've always loved, helping others, coaching others. In As a senior engineer, I was always mentoring the younger ones. I was a um, 
a mentor for younger engineers, helping them do their career progression. And um, it was always something I was doing anyway, and I loved it. So basically, it's looking at what are the elements of your career that you've really loved and got a lot of joy from? Mm. And how do you turn those into a, a business, I suppose? And so that's what I did. And initially, I started out doing career coaching. So just focused on that um, pathfinding. And then I met Marnie Lefebvre in 2018, who's the founder of Vampire, mm. and um, started working with her, realised that I was feeling really lonely. I'd been in business on my own for about four years by that stage and feeling lonely and um, also just uh, I think one of your questions is around um, where, moments where you feel like giving up mm. and I'd been through several of those because I thought, like most of us think, I think, I'm a smart woman, I'll be able to start a business, you know. Mm. <laughs> Who, you yeah, know, it can't be that hard. <laughs> can't be that hard, I'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. And then a couple of years in, you're like, oh, my gosh, how do you do this thing? And, and then your self-confidence goes down and you start questioning yourself and doubting yourself and just thinking, what? And yeah. when, I met, when I met Marnie and she sort of, seemed to have the formula and, and I worked with her for a year um, she was mentoring me and I was like oh okay so there is method to this madness there are mm -hmm. things you can do um, that get you there faster and then she decided to launch Fempire and the rest is history as they say she asked me to come on board with her and I had to do a bit of soul searching thinking hang on purpose coaching is what I'm passionate about mm -hmm. but at the end of the day it comes down to I feel helping women walk their truth yeah. And if and for me, that's been through the vehicle of entrepreneurship. So if I can help other women walk their truth through entrepreneurship, then, yeah, it's basically just learning. To me, it's great to be able to give back what I've learned over the last eight years in building my own business and um, being able to shortcut or fast track that process for women, because it took me a lot longer than it should have. <laughs> yeah. Just, but it's all in all in divine timing, isn't it? You know, and it's fine also, like you were saying, to pivot. It's fine to pivot if you if you if that's where your journey takes you as well. You don't have to think I'm stuck doing purpose coaching forever and not take that amazing opportunity that was presented to you. Exactly. That took me a good six months to actually get fully behind the decision to join Vampire because of exactly what you're saying. You I'd done two years figuring out what's my purpose and I thought this is it. Then this opportunity came along yeah. and it seemed too good to be true. And Marnie and I are a power team together. Like we work so well together. We've created so much good stuff. Yeah. And so I'm really grateful that that sort of serendipitously landed on my path. But it is divine timing and it is synchronicity and all that sort of good stuff. That And that was, I think, what helped me, helped sway me in my decision was there are no coincidences, are there? It's kind of like things yeah. don't just fall out of the sky and land in your lap for yeah. a reason. And when those big opportunities come along, yeah, grab them. If it feels aligned and it feels mm. you know, true, yeah. Yeah. Um, do, you do, much, do you know much about human design? Well, I actually met a girl at your event who does that. Um, yeah, Kat, that Exactly, it was Kat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so you, you might have an emotional um, decision, which means that you have to ride the waves of the highs and lows before you can make actually come to your decision. Do you know, have you done much of it or you haven't really? I haven't done any of the human design no. stuff yet, but yeah. I'm fascinated by it. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, anyway, that's a bit of a side path. <laughs> um, cool. So, so was that your breakdown moment that you wanted to talk about? 
Um, well, no, I actually had a bigger one probably 18 months ago. Yeah. Where um, you know how it is, Ash, in business, you get so head down, bum up, and you you have a bookkeeper and they're doing turning things, you know, you, you just sort of get stuck in the doing of your business. And um, I got a rude awakening by a combination of factors. I was hitting burnout and I had to step back from some of our programs, which meant I missed out on revenue opportunities. Mm-hmm. And um, at the same time, it was like the perfect storm financially because some, some big financial commitment or um, obligations came up and then I was hit with a nine grand tax bill, oh, <laughs> which wow. I hadn't foreseen stupidly because I hadn't been keeping a close enough eye on the numbers from a tax perspective. The best of us. <laughs> and it was, yeah, I felt so embarrassed because here I was, I felt really, who am I to be coaching other women when I haven't even got my own crap together, you know, and it was a real wake up call. And I went through about three months of absolute fear mm-hmm. that I wasn't actually going to survive, that I was going to go bankrupt. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a really awful time. I couldn't sleep. I was anxious. I thought this is it. And I didn't want to talk about it with anyone because I didn't want to admit that maybe I was failing. Mm. (laughs) And so, and that fear of um, looming bankruptcy, like was just like a, you know. um, It takes uh, over your whole life, doesn't it? You know, like you, you, you might be out with friends or whatever, but it's just always in the back of your mind. It's almost like when you go through a breakup, like it's just always there, <laughs> you know? Yes, it's a real primal survival thing that mm-hmm. you can't shake. And, and um, so the only way I, I, when I was, when you're in that headspace, like, you know, you can't actually do anything positive because you're in that vibration where you're attracting that stuff to you. So I knew that I had to find a way to pull back and shift my mindset and, you know, so I had to do that. I had to really pull back and just go, okay, and do a lot of work on shifting my energy towards expect, you know, and and just giving myself pep talk about you will get through this, things are going to turn around. And and so what happened was, yeah, we, I jumped back in the game after, and it was a lesson on many fronts to, to get to the point of burnout. It was just ridiculous in the first place. So I learned a lot of lessons there about what um, not to do. <laughs> and um, because of my nature, and you might be similar, I'm just so driven and ambitious that it overtakes everything to the point where I run myself into the ground. Yeah, yes. And especially though- with your entrepreneurial mind, there's so many ideas going off all the time. You're like, oh, I want to implement them all, but you just really yeah. don't. Yeah. yeah, when you've got family to look after and um, it's it's a big juggle. And, um, yeah, anyway, shifted my headspace and then got jumped back in and just thought, okay, I've got to turn this around. And I managed to run a um, couple of programs and did my highest conversion ever and suddenly was back in the game. I could pay my tax debt. I was able to, <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be okay. So, you know, for our listeners that might resonate with this at the moment, can you share how, like, you pulled back and how you shifted your energy in order, like, to, you know, bring in, like, to create your best ever launch? Yeah. Um, I don't know if you know Abraham Hicks, but I... Oh, yeah, I do, yeah. <laughs> That's where I turn to, I find, when I'm really down and I know that my mindset is holding me back. Mm-hmm. Um and a lot of meditations. I was doing sound healing, um, 
yeah, doing a lot of energy work with an energy healer that I work with to just sometimes it's bringing up old patterns that you need to release that are not serving you anymore. Yeah. And it was like a whole, I had a whole heap of those that were from my, you know, um, my life journey around struggle and success doesn't come easily and all the, the negative programming I suppose that I grew up with money doesn't grow on trees you have to work your guts out to pay you know and that was our parents I think coming out of the boomer generation post-depression that was their mentality yeah and I had to really let that go and shift into and it was so it was a lot of just meditation listening to um, positive things and making sure I was constantly keeping my you know it, it does it um, some people spiritually bypass, I suppose, you know, where you just try and focus on rainbows and unicorns and, you know, not acknowledge that there's all this pain and suffering there as well. It's not, it's not about that. Actually, you have to sit with the pain and the fear and actually acknowledge it and love it and say, it's okay. I see you. I hear you. It's, it's there. You can stay there, but I'm, I'm going to keep moving forward, you know, and it's sort of not trying to deny or ignore the negative stuff, but also not allowing it to control, mm. you know, not not to hold you back from doing what you know you need to and can do. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, thank you so much for sharing that and also sharing, you know, um, a financial breakdown because that is really, especially as business owners, that's probably our main fear, our, our, where our main doubt comes in, you know, when we're hitting up against a wall of like, I don't know if I'm going to pay that bill. I don't know if I can make payroll this month, you know, like, that is thank you because that is what is so relatable for our listeners who are business oh, owners so and um yeah thank you for getting so super vulnerable and sharing that with us oh, and um and sharing how you came out of it as well so thank you so uh now that we've heard that let's hear one of your biggest wins to date that you've had yes biggest win um was probably uh, well that that um that situation I told you about where we, um, I ran a program straight after that big financial struggle. So that um, um, normally we get a conversion rate. So those of you in coaching and other things would know that, you know, typically you operate on a conversion rate of like 20%. So if you have, um, you know, 20 women in a program, you might convert two or four into ongoing coaching clients and um, the win that I had was just that I converted, I think it was 90%. That's massive. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah, it was, it, it was amazing. I couldn't believe it. And I was still, it was teetering on fear. It was like, okay, if I don't convert this, I'm in trouble, you know. Yeah, so yeah. And it, was, it was not listening, you know, it was trying to push aside those voices and focus on, but it could be really good. You could actually. So yeah. I kept my vision on converting like um all of them <laughs> that was what I imagine if you could actually just convert all of them <laughs> yeah. and it, it's that constant mindset shift because your mind will keep dragging you into the fear thoughts and the ego-based thoughts but you know it's that constant catching meditation helps with this too is like you catch that thought and then you can rewrite that thought consciously and it mm -hmm. is like a, it's a conscious thing that you have to do over and over again but eventually it becomes your norm doesn't it and then you eventually yeah. think I can, why can't I convert all of these people, you know, and your mind starts thinking more positive thoughts as long as you're feeding it that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. It's like, um, it's, you have to rewire, it's reprogramming, isn't it? And then, yeah. like you say, just continuously focusing on 
well, what if you could convert 100%? And then your mind, your subconscious goes looking for ways to do that. And Totally. Yeah. yeah. So tell us more about the um, program and like the actual numbers behind it. If you're, if you're open to sharing, like, did you do, yeah. did you run a challenge and convert those people? Oh, yeah. or, Cause I know that um, looking at, uh, you know, at a landing page is more like a 2% conversion rate rather than like a live launch with a challenge or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, with a landing page and everything, um, it's usually cold traffic and they don't know you. There's not that trust or credibility yet, is there? But the program that we were running was a six-week online program where I um, we teach them our Fempire, well, business mastery formula. Um, so these are startup businesses and we take them through the different elements of building the foundation for your business and um, and I coach them every, every second week. So week two, four and six, they get a private one-on-one session with me. So we had only 10 ladies in that group mm-hmm. and that was low for us because it, um, it was COVID and, you know, we're, new, we're used to getting at least 20 in those um, programs. So, but I thought, okay, um, so my conversion rate needed to be higher to, to get, so the, the ongoing um, program that comes out of FEM, so that program is called Fempreneur Online mm-hmm. from Start to Success in Six Weeks. Um, and so they come out with all the tools and all the knowledge to build the stable foundation for their business. But then after that, we have our Female Entrepreneur Mastery Program, which is a 12-month mentoring where we actually help them hold their hand and help them implement that knowledge and build their business as they go. So important. Um, yeah, and that's got three, you know, um, that's a really robust program that gives them all the support they need to, to really go for it. Yeah. And so um, I think because you spend six weeks with them, there's a real opportunity to build that trust and credibility and they they get to see the results you can give them, and um, and also you know, a small group environment. You're able to form those bonds, even if it is online. You feel seen and you feel heard, which probably helped add to that conversion rate too. Absolutely, yeah. And so they all there was a few little things that we learned over the years about you know um, how to just you know um, I mean, firstly, in my heart, I know that going on and continuing on that 12 months is a fantastic decision. So it's not like I'm trying to manipulate or sell people. It's, it's like, um, I know that if they continue on, this is going to be like amazing and they're going to really establish themselves and it's going to be great. So it's easier to sell from that perspective. Yeah, which is, that is the foundation of selling, knowing that what you have is going to help them. So why should you hold right. back in selling it? Exactly. Really believing in it. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so there were a few things that we did. Seeding is really important, I find. So seeding the idea of masteries, the ongoing 12 months from the beginning, mm-hmm. just saying, hey, look, this is six weeks. But for those of you that can and want to come on, you know, and whereas people don't like to be surprised, so you get to the end of a six-week program and then say, hey, next step, you spend this much money and you can come on the 12-month journey that I don't like surprises. And so yep. it's about, I suppose, um, getting people comfortable with the idea that there is a next step and and wanting to know more. So by week five, when we said, who wants to know more about the ongoing program, all of them put their hand up. It was like, oh, fantastic. Okay. So then you tell them and then, yeah, they all decided to sign on. (laughs) Amazing. And how, like, I know as some, like, it's so, it's actually really scary asking that question. Okay. Who wants to sign up? Because you think to yourself, the fear takes over and like, what if no one puts their hand up? (laughs) So even that in itself would be scary. 
Yeah, yeah, we do that every time. And it is the first time we did that. I did find that incredibly scary. And and now it's just part of the process, isn't it? It's like, well, and even if, um, you know, we haven't had a situation, thankfully, where no one's interested. Yeah. (laughs) Do, you do get groups where they're they're shy or they hold back and only one person puts up the hand and then you just got to be confident and go for it and yeah and yeah and just say well look I'm going to tell you anyway because there's so much value in this program <laughs> you need to hear about it you know yeah exactly and like you said once you've done it once or twice the fear gets less and less and less and you just get like pro at it yeah exactly um, Awesome. Thank you for sharing behind the scenes of that. I love everything that you've shared today. It's just been really inspiring that you've gone in the past 18 months, gone from $9,000 in debt to oh. what, what did you say? A 90% conversion rate. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Love it. Yeah. Cool. Um, is there anything else you wanted to share about your journey? Any silver linings, anything like that before we move on to your knowledge and sharing some quick wins for our listeners? Um, I think we've pretty much covered it just to say that building a business is, I mean, I always say it's a marathon, not a sprint. And I think there's a lot of women coming in expecting that they're going to replace their corporate salary within 12 months. And it's just not the reality. Um, All the quantum leap talks, talk of online at the moment. (laughs) Yeah. And I do believe in quantum leaps for sure. But then there's also the basic logistics of running a business and having to scale and grow to to create, generate that revenue. You know, there are a lot of things that need to be in place for you to consistently generate your revenue targets. And that just takes time. I personally haven't found any proven way that shortcuts that whole process. You know, it's, yeah, yeah, it's a whole different mindset, isn't it, building a business to being an employee. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And it's also the challenges along the way that will get you to that will help you grow as a person to be able to hold that success when it does come you know because if you do just quantum leap when you're you know when you're just starting out you might not be able to hold that success because if you launch and say you want 100 new clients do you really have the infrastructure that's going to be able to support those clients well the capacity yeah yeah Yeah, and a lot of it does come down to systems and processes doesn't it and automation and all of that stuff that makes the machine work to generate the leads and the yeah it's um it's something that takes time um yeah awesome all right so Kate obviously you're an incredible business coach our listeners are all women in business so can you share a couple of your insider tips and tricks that they can take away from this interview implement in their businesses or lives now and really see results yeah okay so um insider tips um for me it is all about automating the customer value journey so um, if that doesn't mean anything to anyone, it's, uh, well, I'm sure it does because we're a business community, <laughs> but it's the customer value journey, taking someone from, um, someone who doesn't know anything about you or your business from being completely ignorant to who you are and what you do and um, leading them all the way up to wanting to, to work with you or buy from you. And like we were just talking about then, um, it's all about build a process, a process of building the trust and credibility. Um, and so our six-week program, as we said, allows you to build that. So that's why you get higher conversions. But like you said, if it's a lead magnet where you're just out to a cold market and you have a landing page, the conversion rate's lower simply because you haven't built that trust mm. and credibility yet. Um, so it's, um, automating, having a really solid automated way to bring your um, customers up the value journey is what I would say has been the biggest turning point for me in terms of lead generation. 
And what I mean by that is I'm talking specifically about service businesses here, not so much product businesses. That's a bit different, but um, I mean, it's similar, but different. But anyway, for service businesses, it's things like um, sharing a great quality lead magnet that has video that allows them to get to know you quickly, share lots of value that's really impactful and actually creates a result for them that they actually go, wow, she gave this to me for free. Imagine if I pay her. And then once they sign on for your lead magnet, having a really robust nurture sequence that um, keeps giving them value, value, value. So people think, oh, but I'm giving away everything. It's like, no, you're actually just building trust and credibility that you know what you're doing and you feel confident enough to give it away. Yeah. Um, and so sharing information, I, I find that video is works a treat. I've had so many leads come to me because they say, I saw your video and I, and I resonated. Yeah, and it's that um, I've had clients in Spain, um, the UK, all over Europe, all over the US, and it was all through video. So having a nurture sequence that has video that offers value and then when you offer the sale, you know, if you want to work with me, it's an easy yes. You've got to have a good low barrier to entry product, meaning, um, you know, it's, it doesn't cost an arm and a leg, but it's really good value. You're not going to make a lot of profit on that, but you're going to get a really good lead um, client that might will convert into more profit generating um, activities. So yeah, customer value journey um, and automating that with really high quality content is my insider tip. I love that. And video is the way to go. You know, we're in 2022 now. People need to get with the times. <laughs> Yes. And if you're afraid of it, it's, I know it's hard because I was terrified the first time I did live video. I had a coach that made me show up every day for a five minute video live and it just scared the bejesus out of me. <laughs> but by the end of that, I was over it. And I just, yes. it's, yeah, you get more and more comfortable with time and just imagine you're talking to your avatar and sharing from the heart and everything, you know, and um, yeah, Making about them, not you, you know, like when they're listening to you, they're thinking about their life. They're not so much thinking about like what you look like or how your eye movement was or like <laughs> everything that we're looking at about us. <laughs> so true. It's all about the message and yeah. whether it lands with them. And abs and that's something I had to learn as well pretty early on. No one gives a crap about me. Yeah, <laughs> it's, not, it's not about me. It's about me solving a problem they have. And that does make it a lot easier to show up and create content, doesn't it? Yeah, I, yeah, it really does. I heard an interesting quote the other day. I'm going to try and remember it. It was like um, other people only spend like a couple of sen a seconds thinking about what you're up to. So don't make your whole life worried about what other people are thinking of you because it really they're not really thinking that much, you know. <laughs> we're really not that important at the end of the no, day that's right yeah okay cool Kate this has been an incredible interview I've loved chatting with you I feel like there's been so much value shared so thank you so much and for being so real and vulnerable and sharing your your brain with us today now we're going to finish off with a quick fire round so only one sentence answers for this and we're mm -hmm. going to go now your top mindset hack that keeps you on top of your game um um Morning ritual. Have a morning ritual. What's your So, yeah, I wake up lemon juice without fail. That's my, my thing. I just love it, warm lemon juice. Then I have a 20-minute yoga routine that I do, and then I sit with a sound bowl and just gong it for about three minutes, that's all, and just really drop into a um, – I always focus on three things, um, um, honouring my intuition, my heart, and my, and my, my gut, and – asking them to help me have a beautiful day. And so it's only three minutes. 
Mm. But it's just shifting your vibration and and honor and honoring the. It's called I, I, I praise um, the universe for mm. what a miracle it is, and so just getting you into that high high vibe state for the day. I love it. I just broke my own rule because I asked you a follow up question, but we're going to get back into the quick fire round now. <laughs> Your go to self care when you feel burnout creeping in. Yoga. Mm-hmm. Your best piece of advice for biz for business owners having a tough day. Um, know that you're not alone, and um, it is a it is a roller coaster. You might be in a dip, but you will come up. Something you wish you knew before you started your very first business. Um, that. It is going to take at least 10 grand to get your business off the ground and it's probably going to take longer than you think, so just be prepared for that. Yeah, <laughs> but still go for it. <laughs> oh, absolutely, and don't let that hold you back because once you, you know, have a business that's generating revenue, you can live life on your own terms, be your own boss. It's amazing. It's not easy to get there. That's why 85% of small businesses fail in the first two, three years, but what, if you can get through that um, tough phase, it's worth its weight in gold. Worth its weight in gold, wouldn't you agree? Absolutely, yeah. Freedom is why I got into business, and that will always be my main driver. And you know, once you get a taste of that, you're never going to go back. And it, all the hard days are worth it. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. 100%. Okay, Kate. Um, we're just going to finish off with a shameless plug. Love to know what's going on in your world at the moment. How we can support you, and where we can go to find out more about you. Yeah, sure. So um, uh, my website is katiedeong.com, so K-A-T-I-E-D-E-J-O-N-G.com. If you go to forward slash links, um, that's the page where I have all the links to freebies and resources and upcoming events and things. So jump on over there and, yeah, I'd love to. You can get my free Fempreneur Success Handbook, which actually outlines everything I wish someone had told me when I was starting my business. So um, you can grab that one for free. Thank you. And... Surely you're going to tell us about something very exciting that's going on in your Oh, yes. <laughs> so my book is launching on the 22nd of February. Um, it's called Seeds of a Calling and One Woman's Journey of Finding the Courage to Live Her Truth. Um, so this is my love story to all women out there. My dedication is to every woman who's fighting the brave fight to be herself. And that's what I, that's um, my message is just keep fighting to be who you are and, and um and do what you love and the rest flows. So, and it's my story, my journey of struggle to finally um, surrendering to my truth and, and living it. I love it. Thank you so much, Kate, for joining us today. And I hope everyone who's listened got, got multiple value bombs from you. So thank you. And uh, yeah, we'll definitely be jumping out. I mean, I know I'm excited to read your book. You just asked me to be one of the pre-readers, which I'm super pumped about. Um, And, yeah, so thank you again for joining us today. You're so welcome, Ash. See you soon. See ya.